and indeed the what's in Sikanabu? Oh, Abba, 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 <laughs> Misako, Misako, uh, Sikana Abba. Uh, Sikana. I mean, we're told we're getting, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, uh, 600 million immediately. Immediately, so, so that's been released. So, they, they, um, from if you look at the analysis, 300 or tomorrow, 300 on Monday in two tranches, and then that closes the yeah, closes it. You know, so that comes in straight to uh, the to support our you know balance of balance payment. Balance of payment. Yeah. You know, so that's good news. That's well, it's good, good news. news. I mean, yeah. look, Evans, we've been you know we've been um, talking about it, and all of us as a people had agreed that uh, the panacea to solving our problems was the IMF program, and you know that um, the finance minister had always told us he was committed to getting us an IMF program, even though prior. He, uh, to that commitment, he had told us of how proud we were as a nation and why were people always pushing us to go to the IMF, <clears throat> I beg your pardon. And now, you know, when, he got, when we got a staff level agreement, we are told that was in record time, you know, record time, mm, mm. Yeah, record time. Mm -hmm. you know? And then um, after 10 months, you know, this morning I was playing his sounds and being grateful to God and everything. Mm. And I got a, I mean, I got Thankful a, <laughs> for small mercies. <laughs> small mercies, I mean, I got a... A message from uh, you know somebody from the finance ministry saying it will be fine you know if you acknowledge that we have done well in record oh yes, we've, they've done very well you know when you mismanage your economy and you go begging and in record time you are able to get a deal it's nice after all this is how they intended to get us out of the problem mm -hmm. and so congratulations mm -hmm. but you messed the economy and now you you have an IMF program Practically begging because you've had to restructure your debts, and yet and there's see, more restructuring on the yes. Way. You say we should say you know uh, congratulations. Okay, you've done very well. But Evans, do you remember the famous the finance minister who should present the budget and conclude IMF deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the MPs asked the president to sack him, yeah, or asked him to resign, or the president hey. to sack him, Winston the assembly Oh, that's awesome. Ah, there was a deal. They were to meet the president. Oh, can of and, and the agreement was that you go, allow the man to mm -hmm. you know supervise and steer the ship towards the IMF deal. When we secure the IMF deal, then he can go. Yes. But you see, there was a caveat. Which is? There was a caveat. Mm -hmm. So when you speak to the people who were in the room, and I've done an interview with Chairman okay. who said, I asked him directly, did the president say categorically that he would relieve him of his post after the IMF deal? Well, see, he didn't use ex those exact words. But however, what he said was, let's revisit the conversation about his dismissal or otherwise mm. after the IMF deal. Uh, and I also spoke to Apia Kubi. And he said what? He says his understanding. Okay, is that yes, it's true. Okay, the yes. president. His interpretation of the thing was. Yes, he's a lawyer. That's his interpretation. Mm -hmm. That the president, after the IMF program, would then act on their request or act upon their request. And their request was that he should go. He should go. Okay. So, Mr. Kenovoriata, you said a father cannot, you know, leave his children when they need him the most. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, <laughs> even though we said our father go, we now we said go. You now that you say you wanted to. Make we sure that, that we have some food to eat. We have the food now. Go. So that, that, is, that, that is an important point you, you brought up mm -hmm. because that was possibly one of the biggest controversies we've seen in the last you know, many, many years yeah. where an incumbent party's MP 
group of MPs were asking their own uh, president, you know, as in the uh, governing party's president, to sack their finance minister. Yeah. So the point you've touched on is we've not seen the end of this. And that's why we're asking tonight, if you're joining us, can Uforiata afford another kinky party? Where is he going to do it? So you think he can't? Ah! But you said that the man has done well. Congratulations. Oh! It's not in the record time. congratulations is no congratulations. It's not in the record time. Okay, so you say I should say congratulations to you because mm -hmm. you've done it in record time. No, it's not in congratulations. Now you went, you. you went begging and you say you did it in record time, comparing yourself to Chad, a country whose GDP is $11 billion. If you compare yourself to a dwarf, you would always be tall. Okay. It's the land of the blind. I mean, the one-eyed man is the king. I mean, is, it, is, this, is this the kind of governance we want? Is this the kind of economic management we want to pride ourselves as a gateway to Africa? Is this the kind of, uh, you know, this thing that we want to pride ourselves as a, I mean, one of the emerging economies in the world? No. And no. you know what you say? Another reason why he cannot afford another kinky party, but by, by the way, this kinky party thing is the reason why we're where we are. So we had a finance minister who was celebrating the fact that he could borrow and borrow, he believed, cheaply than people before him, right? So he got a loan and he did the party. Listen, why are we here today with the economic crisis? Because we had overborrowed. Our debt had become unsustainable. That's why we're here. Yeah. So the fact that he's now gone, in fact, what he's done is to borrow more actually to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Because as we've said in the past, this IMF money will pay back. Yeah. We'll pay back to the IMF. So in that, in that sense, you know, but what the biggest advantage is the policy credibility that it gives. But let's stress something, Winston. The reality is, and I call this a bonanza, and, you know, a few experts called me and said, Charlie, this is not a bonanza. And I agree, because the real work is about to start. This 600 that will come in is just the first tranche. All subsequent tranches, will be predicated on Ghana meeting some set, sometimes very painful yeah. preconditions. And today, we've been talking about some of the preconditions. And one of the things that I heard you discuss. Oh, you, that, you, you want me to go there? But before I go there, mm -hmm. before I go there, you see, at the time, you remember the celebration, 2019? Yes. It was successful completion of program, uh, Eurobond, successful Eurobond. And we also had the exchange rate, you know, watch this. This is uh, page 38 of the uh, Organist Program with IMF. I'm looking at public sector gross financing needs and sources. Mm -hmm. So these are the financing sources. Watch this carefully. And they are in billions, so Evans. Now, in 2024, euro bonds, 2022, 0.0. 2023, 0.0. 2024, 0.0. 2026, 0.0. I see. We can only go, and our plan is that we are projecting that by 2027, we can actually go and raise some 19 billion cities from, from, the, from euro bonds. That's so, our projection. But this is it, this is it, this is it, it's here, it's here. It's part of the... Oh, it's part of the program, page 38. Page 38. Mm. It will show you all the financing sources. So which one are you going to celebrate again? So he's planning to borrow more. Oh, in 2027. No, 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 not immediately. Yeah, no, of course, down the line. Yeah, down the line, yes, we will, of course, down the line. 2026, 2027, we can go back. I mean, later on, we'll come to that. But if you, you, you asked a very important question. I want to take you to um, paragraph 13. Okay, paragraph 13 of the document. 
and why we cannot afford another party. No, we can't. Because, look, this, look listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, no, it's paragraph 15, actually. It said, Evans, mm -hmm. the staff supported the authority's preference for a fiscal strategy based on significant revenue increase. Yeah. <clears throat> Which means a few things. One, yes. your existing tax handles could be modified to bring in more. Mm -hmm. Or you could introduce new ones. So let me, let me solve the puzzle for you. Let me go to paragraph 24. Go with me to paragraph 24. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is important. We take it one after the other. Because yeah. if we don't do that, you will not appreciate it. We want to show you why we cannot afford another party. Listen. To address these challenges and achieve the program's revenue mobilization objectives, the authorities are preparing a medium-term revenue strategy. This strategy will focus on tax policy mm -hmm. and revenue administration measures necessary to reach the authorities' program revenue objectives mm -hmm. over the 2023 to 2026 period. An IMF Fiscal Affairs Department mm -hmm. tax diagnostic mission identified the following potential measures to sustainably generate significant revenue while addressing efficiency and equity concerns. One, Removing VAT exemptions, which are estimated at close to 2% of GDP. Yes. Okay. Two, reforming the CIT, income tax, mm -hmm. by facing out tax holidays and exemptions and strengthening safeguards against profit shifting. Mm -hmm. Three, reducing customs exemption. But four and five is where the interest is. That is me and you. Increasing progressivity in Personal income taxes. They would increase it. So you know the last one didn't affect us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you're not careful, now it's the going. next one. Then now listen to the fifth one. Automatically adjusting fuel levies by exchange rate movement or inflation. Auto Let's repeat that. Mm -hmm. Automatically adjusting fuel levies by exchange rate movement mm -hmm. or inflation. Mm -hmm. Which means the fuel price, let's go there. There's all this automatic adjusting yes, fuel yes, levies. No, it goes down to what you buy at the pump when you mm -hmm. go and park your car. Either you are a trotter or you are a motor rider or you are a private vehicle rider. When you take your pump and you put it mm -hmm. into your the, the gas chamber, you know, the, the fuel you know, nozzle that you are know, yeah. pumping it, when the thing is reading, what IMF is saying is that that thing will change automatically depending on your interest rate or inflation. Yes, I mean, exchange rate. So if your currency is depreciating, it must go up. So if yesterday, one dollar equals ten CD, and tomorrow it moves to one dollar equals eleven, instantly it must change. It must change. Yes, automatic. So this thing where we wait two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Oh, we'll change it. Okay. Because sometimes there's some you know pullback here and oh. But I want to, the projections sometimes are good, but uh, yeah, yeah. we'll see. And the levies also. But, but, but that's a big one. It's a big one, yes. You know, and it's interesting that it mentioned in that same sentence inflation. Mm -hmm. Because we know that what this means, and if, you know, the city misbehaves. Now he's behaving okay because of the, you know, yeah. all the vibe, good vibes around this. But if it starts misbehaving, and the fuel prices start going up to reflect that, that has a negative impact on inflation. Yeah. Instantly. Right? 
Meanwhile, if you read the document, another strategy is to bring inflation down. Good. But the other point is, what are the fuel levies? You remember some time ago, fuel levies were actually also going up. In some of the taxes that we had on fuel levies yeah. were going up when fuel prices were going up. Yeah. And we decided to change that. Now, I foresee a situation where now, as they go up, it also does what goes up. Yeah. And it means you become worse off. So this is why I say, the heck, we cannot celebrate this program. That's not all. Okay, and adopting new fiscal regime for the extractive industry. And, and that, that part is interesting because yeah. the extractive industry contributes significantly to our, to our, to our tax network already, right? Mm -hmm. As we have it. Of course, they're going to burden them more. I mean, as for the extractive industry, there's no a, a direct pass on to, to us. The one is the one that you read earlier, the Mutum part. Yeah. Huh. You know. So when you look at all of these things, okay, now they would have to even look at the caps on statutory funds and everything again. We're going to look at all of those things again. Yeah. That's because we are very much not our own bosses now. Yeah. So Ken Oferiata was celebrating freedom. Okay, in 2019. Mm -hmm. In 2023, there's a, there's a minister general. You know who the minister general is? Tell me. Oh, there's somebody in the of Finance. He's a minister general. He's a representative of the fund. Oh, now he's going to get a chair. Oh, yes, yeah, there's a governor. In an office. There's a governor general. Too. Oh, you know they brought somebody. Oh, yeah, they brought somebody. Yeah. the Bank of Ghana. Yeah, headmaster. Yes. Yeah. Now, when you stay, when you are in your country, I don't know why sometimes mm -hmm. it's so difficult for our leaders to appreciate a few things. That you said you were in school with these people. And sometimes they send very, I mean, they send novices to you mm -hmm. to come and teach you how to govern your country. Is this the proud nation that you'd be proud to celebrate? He who pays the piper calls the tune. So the fact is that because of $3 billion, right. look, but that's how low we've sunk. And for me, that's what saddens me. Meanwhile, meanwhile, mm -hmm. the Bank of Ghana has financed this budget and this government by in excess of $3 billion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I mean, look, for me, I, I sit here now and I, and I ask myself, how can we celebrate all of these things? How can we celebrate all of these things? There is no way you can celebrate. There is no way you can do any party. Hey! Like, he, 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 dared, I mean, he would dare not say that he's going to do a party because of getting an IMF program. Where did he learn that from? They are not back from the Washington yet. There's a, there's a press conference that possibly should have started by now. Yes. Um, today, he actually you know, spoke to us. It was a, a rallying the public to support the program. You know why, why that became necessary? Because of the things you've read. Yeah. Because he knows that down the line, the pain will still be felt. There'll be, there's more pain ahead. But Winston, me and you, we are political animals. So let's introduce that into the equation mm -hmm. here. We are approaching another election year, yeah. Winston. And we know what happens in election years. Sure. Okay? If there's any good thing out of this IMF thing, that we have the IMF wielding a, a cane over us during, an, during a major election campaign period, mm -hmm. right? Into the next administration, whoever is elected. Yeah. I think that's a positive because the government is aware that as we approach the campaign season of next year, the disbursements will be based on meeting this precondition, these preconditions. Hence, the IMF will not disperse. And they'll be issuing their, you know, Article 4 report. Oh, they will, but you see. But Telling us 
how bad we are performing but if we did perform. But, but is, is that not why you're is that not why you're fine? So for me that's good. Oh, but it's good. But you see, you see, while it is good also, a lot of the things you want to do, the revenue measures, will make you worse off. I know. But, but see, at least to check but the politicians why, but, from... but, but why don't you? No, no, no. You think they can find a way to maneuver with the IMF program still hanging on oh, while they are oh, campaigning? Should I show you? Please show me. Ah. When your ministry says that they are looking for a program hinged on significant revenue mobilization and not expenditure rationalization. What are they telling you? They're shifting the bedding. They're shifting the bedding. It's as simple as that. So that's why, the, I mean, the former chief justice says, help yourself first before I help you. So they've just shifted the bedding. That's what they're doing. And it's the reason consistently what Ken Uferreta has been doing is to be pushing a lot of the commitments post-2024. Have you seen... Um, you know, the bid to the pension bondholders, for instance, is post-2024, is it not? Yeah, 2025. He's, he's pushing everything backwards. Yeah. Because the very things that, you know, would actually hurt the most yeah. would be in an, in, in, in an election year. All he's looking for is fiscal space. Once he does it, and you've seen already, the NDC's, I mean, uh, the former, I mean, the former minority, the Harunai Yeah. was on uh, my show today questioning the decision to actually uh, not go for, I mean, not take non-concessional loans till 2026, 2027. Mm. But that's what we've signed on for. They're kicking the count down the road for whoever wins that election yeah. to come and carry. But for us, yes, of course, I mean, I understand they're still not going to get it. But for us, the most important thing for us is that, so all the debt restructuring that we've engaged in, we're pushing it post, uh, you know, 2024. So it gives you a bit of space to do all the things you want to do. So ordinarily, interest payments are huge, 52 billion. Now, if you've been able to write off a lot of these interest payments, for instance, what it means is that it gives you a bit of space to do other things. And so, yes, we resort to a lot of borrowings internally. Let me bring you back that um, document again. Let me just show you, for instance, how we intend to borrow. Let me go back to page 38 of the, um, you know, this document. Mm -hmm. You like that part, man. Oh, I like that part, you know. <laughs> exactly. You, you like, you know, I remember when, I remember when they were discussing this at the time where it was clear that down the road, this whole thing, they wanted to do it quickly, so after three years, they'll, go, they'll start going mm -hmm. borrow. You yes. Know. So, I mean, so... I do, mean, do you remember even at the point, the E-Levy, they wanted to collateralize oh, yes. the E-Levy? E oh, everything for us, we want to collateralize. So, you look, um, for instance, we've decided that in 2023... Uh, we're not going to take anything from the Bank of Ghana till 2027. We'll not take any money from the Bank of Ghana. Okay. We have also indicated, for instance, that um, uh, from uh, domestic sources, so the, the domestic sources would probably, you know, give you some. Uh, in 2024, we're looking at 82 billion, 2025, 115 billion, uh, 2026, 124 billion. But other commercials, for instance, we're looking at zero. 2023, 0, 2024, 0, 2025, mm -hmm. and 10.4 billion cities in 2026, 11.2 billion in 20, uh, you know, um, uh, 27. Eurobond, none to 2027, and private sector, so that's, I mean, that's more like the private sector. Even the Paris Club, for instance, the Paris Club, mm -hmm. okay, the Paris Club, we are looking at taking just 0 0.4 billion, 2024, 0 0.4 billion, so that's 400 million cities. Yeah. Cities. Yeah. In 2025, and 1.9 billion in 2026, and then 2.1 billion. Uh, for the IMF, no more money. Of course, they're giving us this 
you know, bailout. Um, the World Bank, yes, we'll get a few, uh, you know, cities from them, billions of cities from them. So a lot of it is going to come from domestic sources. Domestic sources. Okay? I mean, a lot of our funding is going to come from domestic sources. And that's where really the issues are. Yeah, and, and you know, just going back to how this... So really, this is a question about... We've talked about what's in it for you, but what's the cost mm -hmm. of, this, of this bailout? And this document is telling us that the cost is going to be really enormous for all of us to carry. But here's the thing. When I say all of us, that's actually not true. Because if you actually read the document, the, when it comes to expenditure. Yeah. I was hoping that I would see that there's a commitment in this document that the IMF has approved for government to also cut fiscal expenditure. Something we've been talking about for so long, right? But look at when it talks about expenditure savings. Look at where they're going to cut from. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that, you know, the last time we criticized the IMF themselves yeah. for, you know, allowing the, the government to, you know, to get away with murder sometimes. It says, this is uh, 16, expenditure savings, which are also critical to create the needed fiscal space, mm -hmm. will stem from efficiency gains mm -hmm. and a reduction of the large subsidy bill to the energy sector. Yes. Like, and I was hoping that there will be a line there that says it will stem from, yeah, I mean, this one's I, you know, but also savings from government expenditure. Oh, in fact, let me give you the devil is in the detail. Listen. The authorities have launched public expenditure reviews, hmm. including a review of statutory funds to identify potential sources of savings. What are the statutory funds? The ones that should go to NHIS, Digital Assembly's Common, common Fund, Get Fund, uh -huh. those things that actually affect ordinary Ghana infra Investment Infrastructure fund. fund. Yes, okay. So those, those are the places where they want to cut. Uh -huh. And it continues. In addition, an ambitious reform agenda in the energy sector is expected to limit its growing fiscal cost. See below. The baseline assumes that the stock of payables will be cleared over seven years, which will entail a larger deficit on the cash basis. The authorities are designing a detailed clearance strategy to this effect. They will produce quarterly reports on the evolution of payables to ensure the existing stock is cleared over time and that no new ones are accumulated. So where... Is the expenditure cuts that everybody in this country, including a German ambassador to Ghana, had been asking for, the government itself looks at within in that cut. So this is the part that they try to address that. Okay. Paragraph 17. The 2023 budget and associated bills enacted as a prior action for the program are consistent with these objectives. Revenue measures adopted in this contest aim to permanently improve the non-oil revenue to GDP ratio by 1%. And you hear Buckingham say 1% takes a lot to do so. Yeah. While the domestic debt exchange will likely temporarily reduce income taxes paid by financial institutions given its impact on their profit, this will be partly offset by the projected temporary increase in oil-related revenue in 2023. But primary expenditure will mm -hmm. be reduced by two percentage points mm -hmm. of GDP, mainly by one, hey. lowering capital expenditures through project reprioritization providing around 0.9% of GDP. On let, 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 I've seen a part there, down there. I was reading ahead. It says, primary expenditure will be reduced by two percentage points of GDP, mainly by one. 
lowering capital expenditure through project prioritization. We'll talk about that. That's capital expenditure. But this is the part. Containing the wage bill by limiting wage increases mm -hmm. and hiring. I hear in my in my in my mind in my mind yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you you went to the you know English school. My mind I then sometimes my uh, mind here. You, 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 mm. you, you hear what you hear. I'm, I'm hearing to you screaming <laughs> in my ear. Well, but, but yeah, but they, but they have no choice at this point in time. But, but because the, I mean, because the amounts. Look, and that's why government did all this. Containing the wage bill by limiting wage increases and hiring. 0.5% of GDP. No, but what that means is that in the... So, and you know, in the, in, the, in the 2015 program, they created an exception for essential services, right? So, education and health. If doctors live with a brain drain problem, right, and you need them, you hire I need some clarity on this. We need some clarity on this. Whether this contained the way be limiting wage increases and hiring, was there an exception there for? Well, I mean, you know, that, that is that will be an important clarity. Yeah, but yeah, let, let's go. Let's go. Let's and, talk and it talks about you know rationalizing goods and services spending and reducing transfers to statutory funds Again. through a reduction of the cap on the share of revenue that they can receive. You get it now. You get it? Yeah. And, and then again, these measures are to be supported by steps to strictly tightening expenditure commitment controls of the MDAs and statutory funds. Maybe that's the closest we come, right? Because yeah. ministries, departments, and agencies are talking about also now um, strictly tightening the expenditure commitment controls, right? Yeah. Uh, from there and the statutory funds. Okay, it may be, you know, but it's not as clear. It's not as clear to protect the most vulnerable from the impact of the microeconomic crisis and fiscal consolidation. The authorities are strengthening key targeted social programs. Okay, overall, overall, these measures will allow. I mean, it is it isn't as clear for me. So, where is the celebration? It's hard to see one. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, one of my friends said, "Yes, yes, I will go slap up." That's just by the way, you know. But it's, no, it's hard to see. There's, one. there's no way we can celebrate. It's, it's hard to see one. I mean, there's no way. So, I mean, while you know, out there, the conversations are such that, oh, we're doing very well. I mean, the IMF deal will come and, you know, make everything smooth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, the only thing I'm convinced about after reading this is it will bring some temporary relief, also bring confidence back into the economy. But there'll be more pain. There will be. There'll I mean, be there'll, more pain. I mean, look, there will be. There'll and, be more pain and, down I mean, the line. A lot of these things are things we must do in order to get the monies, uh, the other trenches. I mean, some of the within the next six months, we must we're spending and, an additional and, and, 600 and here, million. And here's the thing. I am convinced that all the, you know, members of the public, the Ghanaians generally who, who are listening to us, they will carry their part of the bedding. Yes. They will share in this bedding. Because eventually they will have a choice, really, right? Because um, as we've always seen, you know, in PMS with last time, the business committee said, look, these three taxes, the prior, prior actions, yeah. we... We challenged it, we protested, but we knew if we didn't support it, we wouldn't get a deal. So we know Ghanaians will carry that burden. Um, but w will the government carry their fair share of this burden? Not at all. I mean, I'm not sure they're going to carry it. Um, it's always been the case, isn't it? Um, you know, for us, the most important thing is how soon we can get onto the 
you know, international capital market. It doesn't look like we're going to get there anytime soon. But also, the reality is that the government, from all that it has done, you know, so when you are reducing, uh, you know, statutory funds to these institutions, it means you're making sure that you have more revenue available to you. Yeah. Then, you know, over the period also, you need to increase your expenditure. Unfortunately, you'll not be able to borrow as much as you would have loved because you need to reduce your debt to GDP. So even for many of these institutions, a lot of the funds that would have gone to them to ameliorate the challenges that we will be facing as a people, they're not going to get it. And so what that would mean also is more hardship. Really, that's what we're just signing up for. Um, you know, on the face of it, it may look like, okay, so it's going to help reduce inflation and all. But when the hardships come, we probably will realize that, well, we just needed this not to crash our economy. Mm. But we just needed this to also um, continue uh, to enable us to continue suffering, mm. I guess that the economy then would continue to function. You know, all I can say to you is brace yourself. There's some real strong wings ahead yeah. of this. And you're the rest of your day.